This is the Man in a Room podcast. This is Man in a Room. It is a podcast. A podcast. You're listening to Man in a Room. Hello, how's it going? I'm here for another episode of this, whatever this is. You know, you seem to be listening to it. If you're not, well, you, how would you be listening to be saying this? Ha ha. Think about that one. Um, so there's always a listener. Because can a podcast exist without a listener? The answer is no or yes. All these philosophical questions. But anyway, um, I want to talk to you today about something really weird that had happened to me quite recently. So I got a message from my brother and it's a screen cap of an advert, and the advert was for something called Hunt a Killer. Now, the reason why he sent me this screen cap of an advert for Hunt a Killer wasn't because he thought, oh, he'd be interested in that, because really, I'm not interested in that kind of stuff. Basically what it is, is basically this um, box where you get these cold case notes, you got to try and work out what's going on, like, oh, someone's been murdered... There's been a murder and all that kind of stuff. I got to try and work out like from different clues. I don't understand the legalities of it all because how can you possibly even you know assume it can be somebody who might possibly be innocent? Well, is innocent so far, you know. But anyway, uh, that's one of those things. And um, yeah, I'm so the reason why he sent it to me wasn't because he thought I had an interest in this stuff because very clearly I don't. Um, I can imagine nothing worse than thumbing through grisly photographs of crime scenes and witness statements and all that kind of stuff because that's just not nice to read is it no he said it to me because the person advertising it looked exactly like me now when i say look exactly like me i mean exactly like me uh the glasses the beard the hair or the lack of hair the thinning hair you know the hairline you know same physical build it was freaky because i looked at it i was like i don't remember that picture being taken but clearly it has been because there i am it's so close it's actually it's actually unbelievable so i was like what what is this who is this man so i actually sent a message to the people the the instagram account of the hunter killer and uh, they uh declined any anything they didn't even respond I was like, who is this man? This man is my doppelganger. Uh, there cannot be two of me running around. That would not be fair, you know? But no, no response. But it was quite funny because what I decided to do was I thought, well, I'm going to use this picture as my profile picture. So I used it as my profile picture. And it's very weird because I know it's not me, but in my head it looks like me. So it's more or less me. Um, and um, it's funny because no one has said, Hang on a second, that's not you? That's not you in that picture. Everyone's like, yeah, that's you. And uh, yeah, so uh, it works because I'm not embarrassed. I hate my picture being taken. I'm very weird when it comes to my photograph being taken. I really dislike having it taken um, because it's just one of those things that if someone shares it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, it's I just become a piece of content. It's like, oh, let's scroll past some pictures. Oh, look, there's a picture of him oh like or just move on and i I was a piece of entertainment for uh, a company 
uh, to hold people's attentions. And it, it just, I don't know. I know that I use those and frequent those sites uh, for purposes of promotion. But at the same time, I don't want my actual face, my actual life being something that is shared on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, people can do what they want. I mean, it brings people... I think you get, you get out of it what you put into it. I think that's the, the, the takeaway for that, really. Uh, again, nothing against people who like doing that. Just not for me. So to this day, um, no one has actually uh, noticed that um, it's not actually me, which is quite funny. Um, so yeah, so I've got a doppelganger. And I remember when I was actually telling something about this uh, before, um, I said that um, I've got a doppelganger. And they're like, what on earth is a doppelganger? And I went, you don't know what a doppelganger is? I went, and they went, no, apparently I don't know what that is. I said, well, imagine someone is walking around looking exactly like you, same face, same glasses, same beard, same hairline, same build. Literally everything about you is in that person, but it's not you. That's a doppelganger. I went, no, that's an evil twin. I went, well, how does that work? An evil twin, yeah? An evil twin, right? How do they know that I'm not the evil twin? I'm sure they're like, oh, what would you do if someone's walking around like you, you know, the same the same glasses, the same beard, the same hairline, the same build. And they said, oh, that's that's not a doppelganger, that's an evil twin. Because there's likelihood that they've also got a podcast. And obviously they had the same conversations with the same people. And um, I think, uh, yeah, um, yeah, how do I'm not the evil one? You know, you've got to think about this kind of stuff, you know? But yeah. So, uh, which one of us is evil? And it's kind of weird. I, I, I do want to kind of meet the person and be like, oh, hello, you. Look at you. Isn't it crazy? They might be taller than me. See, when I was a kid, I used to actually genuinely believe that there was somebody somewhere on this planet doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Like, the, it's, it's very probable that there is somebody out there doing exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, same mannerisms, you know. There's, if I do, if I wave my arms like this right now, yeah. There's probably somebody else doing that to that exact timing, you know. Same beat, same everything. I don't know what's going on with that. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that nothing is impossible and everything is probable and predictable. And so that means if the stuff is predictable, it's time for tarot and tea. It's beverage and divinity. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, it's that time of the show where I need to drink some tea. And uh, it's uh, a lovely, lovely mint tea. Oh, that is nice. I do like a mint tea. You may be saying, oh, yeah, but you had a mint tea last week. Shut up. I like mint tea. So sue me. Um, yeah, it's a, just basically a, a simple, bog-standard Morrison's Pure Peppermint. Uh, just go to the shop and get that, you know. Um, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm running out of teas. So, um, you know, I do like teas, but it does, it can get expensive, uh, collecting teas, especially when you're only drinking maybe like one or two, uh, ones every now and again, you know? Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've still got a few, I, I, I mean, I, I will be getting some more at some point. So this part of the show's going to work is as thus, thusly, is this, I don't know, who is me? Um, so basically I'm going to draw three cards. Uh, past, present, and future. Uh, it's not very specific, this. Uh, the past is to be like, oh, that sounds like me, or oh, that sounds like so-and-so. 
and then um, the present is like, you know what is going on at the minute so it makes sense of what's going on in the past and then the future the future bit is stuff that can and may happen but not definitely because it's not been actually physically done yet so anyway so if this sounds like you um so i've got here the four of wands never seen this card before in my life basically uh i can see two people here they look celebratory and they're holding aloft some bouquets of flowers and they're standing behind four wands or sticks uh they're holding up what appears to be some sort of uh laurel laurel is that the right word so a, a garland of some description uh including different flowers and greenery and ribbons and roses it seems like a happy time so if you are you know celebrating um with a mate uh, holding flowers in the air uh, in front of a castle this may be you so ooh so the present here we've got the queen of pentacles so i see that the uh the lady in the card here is this appears to be the same lady from the previous card so maybe the queen of pentacles she's sitting there with a pentacle like yeah look what i've got here got my pentacle and uh i'm going to look after it the same flowers it's uh, i'm thinking it's the same person here uh basically sitting down and basically just being uh, reflective of you know what's going on you know you've you've achieved the pinnacle of what you want to achieve and uh it's just basically just enjoying uh what you've achieved um you know good times and then we've got the, the future oh this isn't good so we have to good times uh we've gone on to now the eight of swords dun 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 so basically on here there's somebody uh i would say it's the same person it's now tied up um and they are surrounded they're blindfolded and surrounded by um seven swords unsurprisingly and there appears to be some sort of red liquid on the floor don't want to say blood um but basically i would say you know the, the good times uh, you know uh not in the past but there may be trouble ahead but as long as there's moonlight and dancing and all that kind of stuff i don't know the rest of the words um but basically there may be lots of stuff going around you and you know you may not understand you may not be able to see it because of uh your bondage and your blindfoldedness so uh yeah yeah maybe you just don't go into things blindly because it may end badly yeah do your research <laughs> i don't know yeah, that kind of made sense anyway uh this has been tarot and tea it's beverage and divinity ah so anyway i'll be back after this very very short break if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. I'm not the man from Hunter Killer. Yes, or no, I'm not. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I actually just... Uh, do you know what has always confused me? It's very strange. I like the films Jackass, the Jackass films, the Jackass. For everything to do with Jackass, I absolutely love I love it, honestly. Just it's funny, it's stupid, and as I've mentioned before, I like slapstick humor. Simplistic humor is more or less uh, my bread and my, not my bread and butter, my my jam. Just my jam. If I was making a jam sandwich, it wouldn't be the bread and the butter; it'd be the jam. Um, and I love it. And there are some really sort of disgusting stuff that's happened in Jackass over the years. I mean, you've got stuff like, um, oh sorry, there's a there's one where the, the most gruesome one I remember seeing was um 
on the TV show, what was it? Um, I remember someone, uh, I think they had like, um, just these horrible things happening. <laughs> I can't think of specific jackassy. It's been a while. But what used to really confuse me is they just had these really sort of grotesque and gross and often bloody things happening and these sort of perilous things going on on the television. And they would always fuzz out the bum crack. Now, you may be saying, what, why do you want to see a bum crack? Um, I don't want to not see a bum crack. I, I, I don't know why American TV fuzzes out bum cracks. It's always confused me watching these TV shows from America and they would fuzz out a bum crack. You'd watch the, like, a comedy show. Oh, they're going to show their bum. Oh, they fuzzed it out. The bum crack is too offensive, apparently. Uh, England, the complete opposite. We find it hilarious. A bum crack is funny. Yeah? Bum cracks, we love them. They crack us up. You know? Crack up, you crack up with a bum crack. That's the, the, the phrase that I'm going to use when I uh, run for president. Uh, crack up for bum crack, you know? And because uh, the, the thing is that there's, there's many different things, like differences with America that just confuses me. Uh, that being one of them, you see, like I say, we've got that sort of weird humor. I mean, in England, um, you know, it's like you used to be able to buy newspapers with ladies with their breasts out. On the, literally, you you buy a newspaper, you open the very first page. On the third page, there would be a lady with her breasts fully out. And uh, yeah. That used to be a thing. And the idea of that being in like America, like imagine an American coming to England and be like, what is this? There's breasts in this newspaper. I came here for some news and I just got some boobs. Yeah? And um But the thing, then again, what I find really strange is that uh, uh, from what I've seen, American TV can be quite graphic. Like blood and guts everywhere. Like their news shows, yeah. They uh, they actually show like crime scenes and you know they they have shootings and they see the they like, film the blood on the pavement and this kind of stuff. It's like really, but you can't show a bum crack. That just it, it, honestly it blows my mind. It genuinely blows my mind. Um, not again, like I say, not for a want to see bum crack. It's just like you're just distracting me by making that all fuzzy. You're making it look weird. You're making it look he hasn't got bum crack at all. Or her. Let me say, oh her got bum crack, and. Um, just made like they got one big bum cheek, and it's like I want some definition. I want to see the clavicle horizon, you know. I need to see that the little bum line. Otherwise, it looks weird. Yeah. Um. One of the other things that I find really confusing is the fact that there's so much like like I said, all these blood and guts and realistic horrible accounts of horrible things that have happened to the people and this kind of stuff. Yet, you know, there's the swearing. There's no swearing on the television. No, it's not, it's not, there's no swearing. Swearing is very limited. Like to most TV channels, won't let people swear. And um, I remember watching this, uh, what was it? Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mentioned this last week. I'm sure I did, actually. I mentioned about how, um, well, it's just a, a weird TV show. And they, they, it's, on, it's on HBO, so they can swear as much as they want. Because HBO is one of those channels they can swear. And... Uh, so basically there's an episode where they are like, oh, they're going to bring back Seinfeld. Where can we sell it to? Oh, we want to sell it to HBO so we can swear on it. It's like, really? Because I remember there being a big deal years ago as well when South Park wanted to say shit because they're going to say it so many times in an episode or something like that. 
and so they basically had a little counter because I know that was it. There's, I think this thing, they were going to swear on some sort of TV show, and then South Park were like, "We're going to keep swearing," and so they just kept saying it over and over again, and to the point where they actually made it a focus of the episode, where they actually had a little counter in the corner, counting how many times they said it, and it made it very funny. And um, yeah, but like I said, in England, no swearing can happen any time of the day. Not any time of the day. It's a bit. We have minor swear words that can be used. I mean, if you read the Harry Potter books, the word bloody is in there, which you could also argue, oh yeah, but it's descriptive of to, you know, to be covered in blood or to uh, to be bloody, to be bloody, right? Bloody hell. I think, uh, is it Ron Weasley's all like, bloody hell and all that kind of stuff. And also the word bugger, oh, bugger. Bugger's a funny word. Obviously, there's a different, you know, there's different meanings to it in different places. But, you know, you say you're silly bugger. In England, that's quite simple. You know, we use it as a, a term of endearment, but it's also can be used in a, a in a way that um, is descriptive. Uh, I would say it's also so it's not, not only is it an adjective, but it's also a verb, as in you can bugger. Uh, you can do that if you want. You know, I'm not going to go into any details about that because there's no need to. But yeah, I just always thought this was a bit strange, really, the differences in, in culture. And that's why I like sort of uh, seeing different bits and pieces. Like, I like watching English TV because it's it's just quintessential quintessential Englishness. The weird, surreal humour, the self-deprecation and all that kind of stuff. Amazing. You've got America, who is very much like England when it comes to their sense of humour. It's a bit weirder. It's a bit broader. Um, it's not as surreal uh, I'm not saying that's not there isn't American comedy that isn't surreal. There's many surreal comedians out there who are American. But I also like watching uh, different countries as well. I like watching Danish stuff as well. Oh, you're such a hipster. Yes. Um, Danish films. Because that's... Uh, do you know what? I, I, you know, the thing is, so we, we... By American standards, English people are quite liberal when it comes to, you know, like... Uh, like well, I would assume so. I mean, we have boobs in newspapers... We can show bum cracks on television if we so wish. We can swear in children's books by saying bugger and bloody and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Yet the Danish, oh no, they're miles ahead of us. I was watching some TV show. No, it wasn't TV, it was a film. It was a film called The Commune, in case you want to go look it up. Actually, very good film. It's, it's subtitled all the way through, but then I'm a hipster. I like reading subtitles. And, um, you know, I was just watching it, just money and business thing. This, this actually it was actually a very good film. I recommend it highly, actually. It's called The Commune, if you can see it. And you, if you don't mind sitting through subtitles or reading subtitles, I should say, it's very good. But it was just sort of dark and gritty and sort of like, I don't know, it just basically just, it, in my opinion, made me feel like I understood what it was like to be in like in seven, a 70s hippie in, 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 uh, in uh, Denmark, is I don't know where that is. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Which one? Uh, you know, maybe. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know my geography and my languages, but either way, um, from a different country. And uh, what shocked me the most was when there there was a sex scene in it. I wasn't expecting there to be a sex scene, but English sex scenes are you know quite buttoned up and all that kind of stuff. You know, American same as well. But this uh, this Danish one, oh my goodness, good grief! I was like, "What am I watching?" That that that, that is, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's certainly is a bum crack I can see, and everything else. I was like, "Blimey!" And this is on TV in England. I was like, "Blimey!" 
um, this is what the licensed payers are paying their money for, for you know, softcore simulated sex scenes and all that kind of stuff. I was very surprised. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, was it necessary in the film? I don't think it was. But then it's the way of it's different cultures, isn't it? You know, they want to see that. You know, it's just something. You know. But anyway, it's a very good film. I recommend it. But if you are, you know, a bit squeamish on all that kind of stuff, maybe give it a miss. Maybe you start watching, uh, I don't know, the American cut where they fuzz out the bum cheeks. Um, but anyway, bum cheeks, bum crack. <laughs> anyway, you want to see one massive bum cheek. Anyway, um, so this has been uh, this. So, uh, yeah, I'll catch you all again next time. And, uh, yeah, hope whatever you're up to is good and that you're having a nice time. So until next time, goodbye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.